up front uh april 7th i will be at the uh, laugh out loud comedy club here in san antonio texas uh being a part of uh, or i will be a part of the homegrown comedy showcase uh supposed to be a good one i'm pretty stoked about that one uh i've done the showcase before but it was like a few months back uh so stoked to get another opportunity to do that at the uh, laugh out loud comedy club uh april 7th eight o'clock and then April 22nd at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club, Fantastic Damage, my new comedy storytelling show. Uh, we're kicking it off on the 22nd, 8 p.m. Uh, it's going to be uh, $10 at the door, or you could Venmo uh, at Babacoa Core uh, to reserve your seats, uh, $10. Uh, pretty stoked about that one. Uh, fire lineup you could see it on the social medias at your homie pat uh on instagram or twitter uh what have you and uh then may 21st i will be in san angelo texas do you know anybody in san angelo texas that likes comedy Tell them about this show. I don't know where it's at. I just know it's going to be in San Angelo. It's it's at a a, a winery, Christabel's Winery, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I will be in the San Angelo area, uh, May twenty first, uh, with Jeremy Brown. Uh, stoked about that one. That's going to be a fun one, and Jeremy Brown is fucking hilarious. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. And uh, other than that, uh, you can catch me at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club uh, most Fridays on the Midnight Show. And uh, if anything else comes up between here and there, uh, you'll you'll hear about it on the uh, my social medias, Twitter, Instagram at your homie Pat. Uh, also on TikTok, but I'm not really like doing anything TikToky ish, uh, TikToky uh, or com for all the podcasts or links and and all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, how, how you doing, man? How you doing? Uh, just getting back from the uh, laugh out loud open mic, uh, Tuesday night open mic, and uh, I was a little worried because like we're in we're in fiesta. Uh, if you know about that, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're in San Antonio. Um, I know I have uh, some listeners overseas, according to the statistics or whatever the uh, analytics or what have you. And uh, there's some overseas people. Thank you for uh, checking it out. Uh, how'd you get here? Follow me on uh, Instagram. Let me know where you're at. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, yeah. T- today, I think Nyosa, Night in Old San Antonio, Nyosa uh, kicked off uh, this, this week. And people are going crazy because we've gone two years without any kind of fiesta, I believe. Um so people are people are in it they're about it they're there for it uh or here for it uh i guess and uh, so we, right before the mic started we were like uh, is anybody gonna show up and uh yeah people showed up it was a great crowd people were like 
laughing. Uh, they were with it. Uh, everybody was doing great, and uh, there were there were easy laughs, uh, which is always nice. Is good for the soul, um, especially when you're working on new stuff. You kind of like go back and forth, like. Are they just laughing because of the cadence or are they laughing because it was a good joke? Um, and I doubt myself on everything. I, 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 I'm I like, oh, you're a hack. You're a fucking piece of shit. Why do you do this? You wasted four years of your life doing this. Because um, I, I can never just take the good. I'm like, yeah, that was good. But. And then I try to talk myself down from being stoked about uh uh, having a good set. Uh, just a reminder: follow me on uh, social media at, at your homie Pat. Because uh, sometimes I get last-minute gigs, uh, like the one I did on uh, April first. Uh, April first, I got uh, I was asked to do a, a hosting spot for uh, Ariel Isaac Norman, a funny comic out of Austin, um, and uh, it, it was so last minute they they didn't even know that I was hosting. Um, so it was, it was a weird show. I showed up and they're like, what are you doing here? I was like, what do you mean? What am I doing here? And I guess it was just a, a miscommunication on things. I still wound up hosting the show, did about 10 minutes up front. And, uh, but they were doing, they were doing a weird thing. The feature for that night, uh, wanted to come up and do like a, a set as a character, and uh, usually how it goes, you know, for, for shows, just for the flow of it, just, you know, to get people, you know, uh, to go along with the flow of the show, host, feature, uh, or maybe a guest spot, feature, and then headliner. <sighs> Excuse me. But what they wanted to do is that the feature was going to go up as a character. And I believe, if I remember correctly, the character was uh, Klaus Schwab junior and uh i was like and again it was april fool's day and i'm gullible as fuck so when he was explaining to me it just didn't sound i was like are you is this are you fucking with me like what what am i going what's going on and he's like no this is legit i have an outfit and everything and this is this is a real thing this is how we discussed it and so the feature is going to go up do seven minutes after i did a 10 minute uh set and then he had to go do a wardrobe change. So I was going to bring on the headliner. She was going to do seven minutes. Then I was going to go back up, reintroduce the feature of the night, let him do his 20. And then she went on and did her 30. And uh, so when they were explaining to me, I just, I wasn't grasping. I was like, what, what are we doing? And then I was like, I was like, I don't need to be here. If y'all have this figured out and y'all just, you, you know, you got this show situated already, uh, that's that's fine. You know, I, I don't mind just uh, helping out with the door and seating and all that stuff. Uh, but the headliner, she, she was like, yeah, no, just go up, do your time. Just do your thing. We'll figure it out. Uh, which was cool. Uh, great audience. And uh, had fun doing that, and then had to make sure that I did the announcements correctly. And then I don't—I'm not a—I'm not an improv guy. I'm not a—I you know—I try to think on my feet as much as I can. But he's like, so yeah, so I'm gonna get off stage, and you should say something about you know my spaceship, blah blah blah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Until I, as even before we started, I was I was like, they're fucking with me, like. They're, 
are they just trying like to to pull a prank on me is this april fools what's up i don't like april fools um i'm gullible i think everybody's fucking with me and i have trust issues so i was like am i being punked or whatever the kids are saying now um but i wasn't and uh they weren't and uh it was weird you could tell uh, the the crowd kind of was like was get very confused they were just as confused as i was uh but this was the show that they wanted to do and and they, they found no problem with it and i was like well i'll just do what i'm told and as long as i get my 10 minutes i'm fine you know whatever y'all could do whatever the hell you want la 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 and uh great show the um Ariel, the headliner, she she killed it, and everybody was there to see her. So it was kind of interesting, like to have her go out for like a little taste, and then bring the feature on to do his thing, and then she's like, "I'm back." Uh, but you know, by the time that she got came back on stage to do her full set, everybody was like, "Cool, this is who we're here to see. This is what we're here for." Um, but again, that was a a, a last minute set, a last minute um, you know gig or booking whatever for me so and that's usually how it goes i usually find stuff like when i did that show in bandera uh i i found out about that one an hour before and i was like cool i like to have my my calendar like uh planned out you know because what if i started drinking early that day you know me you know me i drink and um but uh but yeah so make sure you just follow on the, the socials so you keep uh, keep in uh, in the know, stay in the know of all that good stuff. I, I saw this uh, new. Uh, I hate I hate uh, social media apps because they feel so directed. Like I always get caught up in like on those workout. Like oh, you don't need to go to the gym. Download this app and do these workouts at home. Um, with no equipment and follow this that the other and i'm just like oh man, that looks that looks easy i could do this from the comfort of my home like no i need to go i need to go out i need to go to the gym i need to fucking i i can't hold myself accountable enough to do these stay at home work at home work out at home type situations and those apps they're all just money grabs they're like cool we could show you how to do this and that and the other and then you go and you you download the app. I've done I've done this plenty of times where I've downloaded the app like a, sp- a specific uh, workout app, and they go through the whole introduction pages and they go, cool. So the membership is thirty dollars a month, and I was like, ah, fuck. And uh, depending where I'm where I'm at mentally, like, oh, I really want to fucking start working out. Let's fucking go. $30. That's no fucking whatever. But I always like, okay, all right. I see what you did here. Uninstall. You don't care about me. You just care about money, which they're doing a business. I get it, you know, but, uh, still haven't gone to the gym. Still haven't done anything like that. Uh, just taking the, the meds and, uh, yeah, uh, dealing with all that stuff. But this this one ad that I started uh, that I saw uh, is starting to freak me out now because it's one of those things. It's like uh, I, I don't even. It's like a ramp, but like for your neck. So you place on the floor and then you lie down. 
you know, you put your neck in this thing and you stretch out your neck because everybody's getting a hump or that's what they're, that's what this ad is leading me to believe is that everybody's getting a hump on in their neck because everybody's looking down at their phone the whole time. So now I'm like freaking out like, oh shit, I look at my phone all the time. My neck, my, my head is down all the time. Am I creating a lump in the back? Do I need this thing? Is this, you know, is this real? Is it fake? Like crypto, you know? And, uh, but now I got this, this whole thing. So now when I'm on my phone, I'm trying like to have it above my, my, my head. So I have to look up instead of looking down at my phone and I've dropped my phone on my face like a handful of times already, a handful of times already. And I'm just like, I'd rather have a hump in my neck than fucking this phone keep slamming. Cause I have a big old fucking chunky phone. It's the fucking, uh, S 21, uh, Samsung, whatever. What? You don't have an iPhone? No, I don't have an iPhone. I'm fucking Android. Homie, you know me? You know me. I got an Android. And, uh, but now I'm just worried, like, all this time. So I'll be looking at people's necks, too. I was like, oh, do they have a hump? Do I have a, do, do I have a hump? Are we getting humps? Are we just going to be hump-necked people? Hump-necked people. Um... So I was I was like, oh man, should I get this thing? There was a while where I would buy stuff because uh, it's so easy when you're just on your phone. You just press two buttons and boom, delivered to your door. And I had to stop myself a few times. But now they're putting a, like a complex, not a complex. What is it? Yeah, I guess. Where now I'm thinking, anytime I look down at my phone, I'm building a, a hump on my neck. I'm creating a hump in my neck. And who doesn't look down at their phone all the time? All the time. All day. Every day. Can't stop. Won't stop. Should stop. Not uh, not going to happen. But I've been letting stuff get to me like that stuff. The, 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 the hump in my neck. I was like, fuck, that's going to be a problem. You know, visually, that's going to be a problem. And then... Now I have uh, this other complex. I'm just full of complexes now, which is like, all right, just add on to the anxiety that I already had before. But I had, I had this, I had a dream, and uh, I knew it was a dream because I had hair in it. Um, but I had a dream that uh, I lost a ton of weight, and the reason that was a problem is because I have like so much fat guy material in my act or my set whatever that i would be like oh no i can't lose these jokes i'm i'm such a fucking hack that uh i need to stay fat to be funny (laughs) and i was like so fucking i woke up like in a panic you know i was like oh no i just lost seven minutes rather than like being happy that Oh yeah, you're not fucking uh, overweight anymore. So like, I'm just like, fuck, dude. And I kept going over my 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 jokes, my bullet points, and all that stuff. I was like, that's a fat joke. That's a fat joke. I was like, if I lose weight, if I get healthy, if I like try to not kill myself by being like a fat piece of shit, I'm losing. I have so much more to lose than I have to gain. You know. Like, yeah, I won't look unhealthy. And yeah, 
shirts will fit me better, but then I got to write new jokes. You know, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, that that was just a dream, and I woke up uh, still fat, and I, I was a little bit happy about that. You know, I was like, yes, I could still say my hack fat jokes, because <laughs> um, I'm not ready to lose that yet. Now that's I I build my act around this certain persona, and I certain persona I build my act on being fat. And uh, I just can't afford to lose that right now. I can't afford to lose that in my arsenal right now. And I do. I know that there are some skinny people that try to convince the audience that I used to be a real fat piece of shit and still say they're fat jokes. But the audience is like, but you're not fat anymore. I don't even think you were fat. And uh, I, I'm the same way. If 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 there's, I remember uh, making jokes in, in New York because like these comics were just like talking about how fat they were, how out of shape they were, and they were not. Uh, they were tall, skinny dudes. And I was like, when when I came up, I was like, finally a real fat guy. And you could tell I'm fat because I I can't stop sweating, you know. And and that that kind of worked. Uh, hack, uh, but. Yeah, it was just so weird that now I have that. I'm worried about getting a hump in my neck, and now I'm worried about, which I should be trying to attempt to fucking lose weight, but now I'm just like, if I lose too much weight, I will lose all that, hey, I'm a fat guy material. And, you know, I mean, if you're a fat guy comic, you uh, you have to do that stuff to disarm the crowd because the crowd, is they could see you, and they know Hey, you're fat. So let's laugh at that for a little bit. And I'll give myself some credit. Not all my set is fat jokes, but most <laughs> of my act is fat jokes. And uh, yeah, I should do better, I guess. But uh, I, I like to give the people what they want. You know? They see what what's what's standing before them. They it's obvious. It's not like I'm like surprising them. Like surprise, I'm fat. Uh, they know. They're smart people. The audience is smart peoples, uh, and they know things. And they appreciate the fat jokes because they want to make them themselves. And uh, if you make them, if you make the fat jokes before they start making the fat jokes, then they, they, they have nothing. You disarm them with your fat jokes. And that's what I do. And so that dream was telling me like, hey, dude, if you're going to fix your shit, which you should, um, let's let's work on other things besides more fat jokes. Oh, another fat joke. Which brings me to my new, <laughs> my newest. Uh, I've been joking about fucking. Uh, I've been joking about um, being diagnosed type two diabetes. Uh, you know, because I'm just I'm I'm dealing with it. You know, I'm still uh, adjusting to the truth, uh, to to the facts, and. Uh, yeah, dude. So it's new. It's part of my life. It is. It is what it is. It is what I'm going through right now. 
And uh, it sucks because like this whole time I've been making fat jokes. And now that I am like diagnosed as a type two diabetic, I feel like I'm like it's become more real. Like it's when you see like people that get like the blue uh, check marks on their uh, their social media. When it's mostly like celebrities when the, once they become like a, such a big uh big enough in their in that platform whether it's like instagram or twitter once they get to a certain status they get the blue check mark meaning that they're a verified person they're a celebrity of some sort and so making the fat jokes and just like tiptoeing around the edge of making it official i feel like getting the diagnosis of a type 2 diabetic i have uh pretty much verified myself i've given myself the blue check mark like oh you thought you were fat before but now you're type 2 diabetic fat and like i'm verified fat now uh and you know people i've, I've been talking about this on stage and trying to like tighten up and, and make an actual like bit about it and um some people fuck with it but some people are kind of confused a lot of people don't really understand what the blue check mark is, what it means. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm verified fat now, you know, because now I was, I was like joking about, I would, I would say diabetic jokes before I was even diabetic, you know? And, uh, now that it's real, it hits different, you know, it just feels a little different. Um, but yeah, dude, verified fat. That, that's like, Somebody says, oh, yeah, that sounds like your rap name. Uh, Verified Fat. Check out my new mixtapes. You know, Verified Fat. Because they're, like, for a while, like, the whole Lil, the whole L-I-L, little this, little that, little this, little that. Like, it's time time we, we, we go big with it. We go big. Verified Fat on the mic, motherfucker. Uh, that's all, I got. and that's aggressive. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I was a rapper, I think I would be like one of those aggressive ones. You know, I'm not really a smart rapper. I'm not one of those like, you know. And it all just, it, you know, I'll obviously be mumble rapper because that's that's the lane that I'm already in. You know, like as of right now, I'm a mumble comic. I'm a mumble podcaster. I would be a mumble rapper, you know, and I would get like the face tattoos and neck tattoos. Well, I would if I wasn't so ticklish, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, would you, people want you to talk about your life and is, is being fat my life is, I mean, yes, <laughs> but there's, is there more to me? And that's what I got to figure out. I got to figure out, is there more to me? We'll see. I don't know. Verified fat. I got the blue. What's, what's, <laughs> what, I don't know. Blue check mark. Uh, I got the blue cheese mark. I don't know. But whatever. I've been trying to watch this. Uh, I, I, I love this. Uh, Dave Grohl's mom wrote a book. Uh, called uh, Cradle to the Stage, and it's it's pretty much about you know people 
musicians um, and their relationships with their moms. You know, and I remember I found out it came out like a little after my mom passed. And I remember watching the one I could I watched the one. I don't know his guy, this guy's name, but he's a singer from Imagine Dragons and bawling. I could not stop crying and just all, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I wanted I wanted to watch it, you know, because uh, I love seeing like that type of relationship. You know, my mom was very supportive Uh and uh, it's, it's nice to see that type of relationship and people that, and, and kids that have relationships with their parents or with their mom uh, like that, you know. And uh, so when I watched that one with the, the guy from the Magic Dragons, I just remember like fucking losing it, losing it, dude. Um, so I was like, all right. And then uh, I couldn't I didn't want to watch the other ones. But the other day I decided, like, it just came up randomly um, on Paramount Plus, I believe. Not a sponsor. Sponsor the pod. Paramount Plus. I'm talking about your stuff. Uh, but they had one with uh, Tom Morello, a uh, guitar player from Rage Against the Machine and Prophets of Rage and Night Watchmen. Um, but, yeah, so that was nice to see, too. I mean, like, uh, and it, it was more about like the history, like his history too. And then they went into details about his mom's history. Cause like even his mom was like an, an activist even before, uh, like before the whole rage thing. Like, so it's, it's not like Tom Arillo's like uh stance, his political stance. Like that was, he got that from, from his upbringing as well, you know? Uh, so it was, it was good to see that. And uh, I didn't cry. You know, uh, I made my I made sure to not get too carried away in it, but it was still a good story. And and in in going through telling uh, Tom Rolla's story, Dave Grohl and stuff would have the scenes with Dave Grohl and his mom almost got me because they were like they were playful and she was old. Like I don't know what that means, but like even though like she was up in age, she was still like hanging out with like the other band members. And people would take her, like, she would go on the road with him as well. And people had a certain relationship with Dave Grohl's mom. Like, she was kind of like everybody's mom type of thing. You know, even uh, Bono, YouTube's, uh, YouTube's, U2's Bono, uh, apparently he lost his mom at a young age, like, at, well, when he was, like, a teenager, you know, so he's he even like he even said in like a little interview, like uh, when other people have a close relationship with their moms, I kind of like borrow other people's moms because I don't have that relationship. And uh, that was a beautiful thing, you know. But uh, funny part, because uh, this is getting pretty deep, but funny part is Tom Morello, when he was before Rage uh against the machine uh before rage before he was in, in rage and became like a successful financially stable whatever rock star um he had to do some some jobs like he what this blew my mind away he 
for a time, was an exotic dancer. Imagine? Dragons? Uh, I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Because he seems like, you know, like, it just seems like a person that would not be, you wouldn't expect him to be an exotic dancer. A stripper, if you don't know what that means. Um, but he was like, yeah, I did some time uh, as a uh, as a stripper, you know. Talk about rage, huh? Uh, or raging. Ah, I just I fucking fucked up my fucking joke. Talk about raging, huh? Boners. All right. Uh, but yeah, check that out. I mean, it, it's a good. I think Paramount Plus, uh, Cradle to Stage. I've only seen those two. I would check might might check out some other ones, you know. But uh, sometimes I get too deep and I, it becomes too. Uh, I personalize it too much, and it makes me miss my mom. But uh, I like hearing other people's stories about that stuff, you know. And try to connect pieces, you know. Like, oh, my mom also did this. Or my mom, you know, also did that, you know. Because, uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, what else? I guess that's it for this week. Uh, I really just wanted to come on here to promote the shows that I have coming up. Uh, again, April 7th, Homegrown Comedy Showcase at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio, Texas. Uh I believe that's at uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Uh, check uh, the Laugh Out Loud website for tickets. Um, and then April 22nd, please come out and support this one. The Fantastic Damage uh, Comedy Storytelling Show. The first one. We're going to kick it off April 22nd, 8 p.m. at the Blind Tiger County Club uh tickets uh ten dollars or you could venmo me at babaco core uh to reserve your seats you know i'm hoping to fill out this place i'm hoping i'm gonna fill it out and have a good time so yeah it's gonna be uh it'll be me joey smith sam castillo george anthony and cat ramzinski uh it's gonna be a good show i'm super stoked about that and then uh may 21st i'll be in san angelo uh with jeremy brown uh thank you very much for listening uh supporting the podcast like share subscribe all that good stuff on itunes or spotify or wherever you listen to podcast uh also check out a the sit down dude podcast that i do with brendan potter uh, those are going to be randomly just whenever we, we find time. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe next time I'll bring on some, uh, some guests, uh, to do the Pat Out of Hell podcast. Maybe I'll bring back a music, uh, podcast talking shit about music, uh, reviewing albums, uh, debating music and all that good stuff. Uh, and if you are a musician in the San Antonio area and looking for a drummer to jam out with, Hit me up. I want to jam. 
I'm no, I don't want to take a band seriously. I don't want to be in a serious situation. So if you're looking for a full-time drummer for your full-time band, I'm sorry. That's not what I'm looking for. But just uh, once a week or every other week to just fucking get in a room and fucking make some noise. Uh, if you're down for that, hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at your homie Pat, BibleCodeCore.com. Uh, hope you're doing good. Thank you for listening, and I'll check you next week. All right? Peace.